everybody. It's JT Smith of the TFON Podcast. And, you know, this week is Notre Dame week. And I was able to get a special guest on the TFON Podcast. Um, this person I have a lot of history with. And I'm, I'm very, you know, thankful that she had enough time to, you know, bless me with a few minutes of her time on this busy week. I know she's been busy. I know I've been busy. So um, this young lady, she um, writes for SB Nation's one foot down she also has multiple books her latest one being domer dishes i have lisa kelly on the, the podcast with me lisa how are you doing today i'm great thanks for having me on the show oh, no problem i appreciate you taking some time out with me um I'll, I'll let everybody know our history as she beat me like was it 10 years ago in the big east uh volvo challenge that's back when you know, the Bearcats were in the Big East before they went to the AAC. And, you know, the uh, Notre Dame was in the Big East. Uh, they play basketball in the AAC now, right? The ACC now, right? Correct. Not. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. So they were in the Big East. We both were Big East rivals. I made it to the Final Four. She knocked me out in the, in the final round. Um, but a uh, good person, very nice person. And I'm, I'm just happy to, you know, have you on here to talk some UC Notre Dame football on Saturday. Absolutely. I drove that car into the ground, by the way. Did you? I was going to ask you about that. Nice. How many miles did you put on it? Uh, I almost had 200,000 when I finally traded it. In. Nice. So it was a good little car. Nice. That's legit. That's legit. At least you got a good use out of it. So that's that's legit. I sure did. Yep. I know. That's, that's a, that was a nice car. So, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll get into it. Lisa, you know, both teams are top 10 teams. Um you know, everybody knows Notre Dame is a top five program. You could argue they, they could be possibly higher depending on who you're arguing with. Um, Cincinnati is a, a team, a program on the rise, especially with Luke Fickle. But as of late there, they've been, I would say, at worst case scenario, top 15 program as a whole. And um, I know Brian Kelly scheduled this, you know, this meeting probably four or five years back. Nobody expected the Bearcats to be in this, this particular spot. But now that we're here, um, what, what's the temperature like on the Notre Dame side of the, of this thing? Or you think people are kind of like not really respecting Cincinnati or do you kind of feel like they're taking them serious or like, what, what's the whole temperature? Like, what, what do you feel the temperature is on, on this? Oh, I think everyone is taking this game really serious. I mean, you, you know, you know, you know how Brian Kelly left and that has left a lot of people singing for a lot of years. Yes. So we all knew Cincinnati would come into town on fire. So you, you absolutely have to respect that and know that they're going to bring it. And, you know, we've had a rough start. You know, we almost barely beat Florida State, almost lost to Toledo. I mean, it hasn't been easy for us. Injuries on the offensive line, quarterback carousel. It's been one thing after another. So, um, I mean, after last week and the way we beat Wisconsin, I felt a little bit better, but I'm still super nervous going into this game. Okay. So the injuries on the offensive line, like I've noticed that I haven't followed them close enough to know who's hurt um, per se, but how, how many injuries are there on the offensive line? Because I, every telecast I watch, because I'm, I've been the biggest Notre Dame fan until you guys play on Saturday. Um, because I want you guys to be undefeated for so if if UC can pull this this victory off, you know they you know people kind of give them a little bit more respect. 
but uh, selfishly. But um, how, like, who, who, how many people are um, seriously injured on this offensive line? I hear that in every telecast. So the first string left tackle, tackle got injured. Then the second string guy went in, then he got injured. So right now it's a freshman left tackle. And, you know, you always hope that next man in is ready to go. But as a freshman, I just think he's, he's just not there, you know? Yeah. And so you got to work with what you got. Um, personally, I think that we should have the tight end blocking. We need to put another running back in there. I mean, get get some help for this guy. Yeah, <laughs> make it a little easier, huh? <laughs> oh, like so hopefully they they adjust the uh, offense accordingly. I mean, we have plenty of guys who can block and protect the quarterback's blind side. They just, you know, they need to be agile and adjust accordingly it is what it is right yeah, true that's true so like which this team um you you talked about their struggles you know florida state came back um could have possibly won that game the Slido game didn't you guys come to back down and get the get the win and like that two minutes left um yep the wisconsin game that was a you know it was what 10 10 or 10 7 for most of the to the middle of the third quarter and then you guys erupted. But um, what what I've noticed is, I know you guys have, have a heck of a running back um, in Kyron Williams, but in, in, in a heck of a tight end with Michael Mayer, but the guys on the outside, like I haven't seen like the, the dynamic plays from those guys personally. Do you think um, that's something that, you know, people are just, they're young and are, I don't know if they're young per se, but do you think that position has that capability or that's just Notre Dame is, running back tight end um, like this year that that's where their strong points are at. Um, do you, do you feel like the wide receiver can't wide receiver position can be explosive possibly? I, I definitely think it can be explosive. I mean, I think we have talent there, but I think with Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree and Michael Bayer, like they're kind of soaking up all the glory right now. And then every once in a while you'll, you'll have a wide receiver play. Uh, I mean, I think that Jack Cohn has had a hard, he's either overthrown or he's underthrown. And so I don't know if the chemistry just isn't quite there yet. Um, you know, and it's hard. We've had three quarterbacks play in four games. Yeah. So I don't know that any of them really have a rhythm yet with the pass. So, you know, hopefully whoever starts on Saturday can kind of get the passing game going a little bit. But, I mean, the good news is we've got enough running backs to, to get in there. And as long as we got somebody blocking, I think <laughs> they'll be fine. You know, I'm, I lived in St. Louis for 28 years, so, and Kyron Williams is from St. Louis. So it's so exciting for me to see a local boy doing well, you know. So yeah. I'm just loving it totally. <laughs> Nice, nice. So, like, with the quarterback position, with it being a carousel, um, you know, Jack Cohen, I want to say, did he injure his ankle last week? Was it an ankle injury last week? Um, then when Drew Pine came in? Um, yep. Do you, is it right now that is – is all signs pointing to, to Cohen starting on Saturday? Do you know? Or, or, or are they kind of being tight-lipped really on that? I heard. Yeah, I think they're being pretty tight-lipped on that. I, um, I've had a crazy week at work, so honestly, <laughs> I don't know. But Okay. Um, I'm not worried. I mean, whoever goes in there is going to be, they'll be ready to go. You know, I was impressed with Pine last week. 
yeah we were at the game and all of a sudden i'm like wait that's number 10 what's happening yeah yeah he was he was i I like i like what i saw of him like i'm 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 personally i'm a realist but um i want uh cone to play the whole game um just because I feel like he gives the Bearcats a better chance of winning. Um, and just, I've seen him at, I've seen the, the kid play at uh, Wisconsin forever. And I just feel like the Bearcats have such a strong defense that he, his skill set plays into the Bearcats' strong points. So I think um, Drew Pine would be a little bit more tricky because he, he you could tell he can move a little bit back there. Um, I think they would do well against him, but I think he would, um, Think he, he's more of a dual threat, and it seems like he has that little bit of what you want in a quarterback. Just from what I saw last week, I was like, I, I would want him on my team type of thing. Where Cone is yep. not to not to dog a person that's um, playing collegiate sports. Um, respect to only do something I can't do, of course. Um, but at the same time, I want the Bearcats to see him for the whole sixty minutes because I feel like their dbs and the defensive line especially with the injuries he, he'll be right in uh he'll be right for the pickings i would think that's that's how i look at it but um yeah but pine i think I he's the wild card yeah cone doesn't scramble on his feet as good as pine does yeah i think even buckner scrambles better on his feet you know it's just for me, I want to see a quarterback, like if there's an opening, run. Yeah, right? yeah, and I yeah. don't want him to run and slide. Like, dude, put your shoulder in and run. Like, yeah. This is football. This is not, you know, this is not ballet. Like, yeah. let's do it. So, yeah. so at the beginning, he was doing more of the slide thing. I think recently I've seen him really go for it a little more. And I think, you know, that's Notre Dame's mash mouth football, right? Yeah. Like, it. <laughs> yeah for sure like that's what you know about you know Notre Dame for sure so like um you guys you know Ian Book was there for a long time you know he was a good dual threat guy got to extend plays uh now you know you guys have Cone on the one year thing so I, I want I personally want him to play the whole game against the Bearcats so I feel like if he plays the whole game that suits very well for the Bearcats to still still a victory you know and uh in South Bend this weekend but uh, we'll go to the to the defensive side of the ball. You guys have a heck of a safety um, in Kyle Hamilton. Um, what is it like seeing, you know, seeing that guy on a consistent basis? Uh, because he's a special talent. I feel like um, if he does leave this year, he'll probably be like a top 15 pick. Um, just from, I mean, the dude can do like everywhere. He can hit, he can cover. I mean, he's just a heck of a player. But like, what do you, what, um, how special is it to see somebody that does that that's that good on a weekly basis? He's amazing, and he's been amazing since freshman year. Like that kid came out of the blocks with all cylinders firing. So it's and now like well, so um, his freshman year in 2019, I was a photographer for a Notre Dame website. Okay, and I was on the sideline, and so you know when you're when you're behind the lens of a camera your focus is very narrow right yeah and so I'm so afraid that someone's going to come out of my blind side and smash me right and so he's the the play is coming right at me right the pass is coming right at me and he's running at the guy and I'm just shooting as fast as I can and then at the very last second I moved and Hamilton ran right where I was staying like if I hadn't moved 
he would have just totally knocked me out. Oh. <laughs> um, so to like be that up close and personal to like see the speed and and his size and I mean and of course now as a junior he's developed and the kid is everywhere like there's nowhere on the field that's safe from him he's gonna get you so um it's it's exciting to watch you know he's just such a dynamic player and we're enjoying every game we have him understandable then now I'm gonna get more to like the coaches now I mean because you know about the Brian Kelly situation but you guys are like like well I'll say what uh UC West per se <laughs> or you sure, see yeah. <laughs> UC Northwest <laughs> um because you know we're one at a time um I, I forget the dang on uh recruiting the head of recruiting is there now you guys have Marcus Freeman, who's the new defensive coordinator, heck of a defensive coordinator, and you have the corner, our corner, our old cornerbacks coach, uh, Mike Mickens. Um, how is it, especially, uh, let's go with Freeman first. Like, Freeman is like a high-energy guy, heck of a recruiter, um, heck of a defensive uh, coordinator and teacher as a, of young men. Um, how is it, I know he's only been there for, what, four, you guys are 4-0, so four games. But um, what have you um, seen of him that you like or don't like? Or um, how, how's the marriage with, with Coach Free so far? I think it's been good. I think people in the Florida State game were upset with how he was running the defense because he changed from four on the line to three on the line and it just wasn't working. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like he had a system that he brought into Notre Dame that he was trying to like force to fit. Yeah, but yeah. I've watched as the games have gone on, he's adjusted his system to fit the players that we that he has. Yeah. So if you look at the legendary coaches, and two of my favorite are Lou Holtz and Eric Persigian. You know, when Eric came to Notre Dame. He moved people around. He was like, well, why are you in this position? You need to be over here. And I feel yeah. like the good coaches do that, right? Like if yeah. you have someone that's not in the right position or the system isn't working, yeah. then you change it and you fix it. And so I'm thrilled, you know, with what he's done in the last four games. And I, you know, I've kind of heard Kelly flip a little when he talks about who is going to inherit this program and it seems to me like he's grooming Freeman to take over as head coach you know in when he decides to retire yeah and I I think it would be a good choice you know I think Freeman has the respect of the players he's very good at grooming the young men you know so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out I mean all of the coaches are good at Notre Dame, um, but I do feel like Kelly kind of is grooming Freeman for that, you know, potential future. Yeah, I, I saw that that um, interview too when you said it. It caught me off guard, especially on being a we newer coach. Like, I was like, oh man, I was like, but that's how, like, honestly, like, um, I mean, when uh, when you know when Michigan State was heavy on a uh, fickle, everybody was like. Man, you you just need to you know push Freeman up to be the head coach, you know if if that's the, if that were to happen, just because um, 
it just seemed like the right thing. Um, just like he just he he has that 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 vibe, or I don't know if I use is that the right word, but he just um, everybody gravitates to, towards him. You know, I feel like that's just something that he just naturally has. And uh, everybody was like, "Man, I don't want to lose Fickle, but we let's try to get. I mean, we should try to get Freeman if that happens. You know, so and that that speaks a lot in uh, just of him and then him going to Notre Dame and only being there what six months technically in only four games and you know and it was even before might have been before the Florida State game he said that didn't he uh, yeah it was before that he even coached the game, game yeah was like wow yeah yeah I was like wow I didn't know and I was like man he must be doing his thing up there I mean but he's just one of those guys that people gravitate towards and you just see how hard he works um and, and you know he's doing his thing at Notre Dame which hopefully he doesn't do too good on only game I'm gonna root against him is on Saturday on Saturday but uh, you guys have had Mike Mickens. So Mike Mickens was a UC legend, um, one of the best cornerbacks to come out of uh, Cincinnati and local guy from Ohio, from Dayton, from my hometown. And now he is, you know, the cornerbacks coach at Notre Dame. I know cornerbacks coach isn't, I guess, as glory glamorized as, you know, the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, or head coach. But um, what what's the vibe or um, – like the vibe are like how people kind of view um, Mickens. I know he's been there, what, two years now? Yeah, two years. He's been there yep. two years. It's third, second year. So. Well, and I know like he took over from Todd Light was that coach at Notre Dame. And those are hard shoes to fill because Todd yeah. Light, you know, played yeah. at Notre Dame and played for the Rams. Yeah. I think he came in and made a seamless transition. And I know that Todd wanted to spend more time with his family and, his kids are at ages, you know, so he didn't leave on bad terms. And yeah. so I think they were able to kind of make that transition and, and everything flowed really well. So, you know, I don't have any complaints. I don't think anyone has seen, I mean, our cornerbacks have been outstanding. So yeah. um, I think Kelly has done a really good job in, cause we've had a lot of coaches, you know, during his tenure um, but I think that he's just continually making the program better. And I think as a head coach, you have to be able to delegate because at the beginning, Kelly was trying to do everything. Yeah. And as the head coach, you, you can't do that. Like, you know, I remember the days when he was three minute Tommy Reese on the sideline and the game is going on and he's not coaching and we lost games like South Florida and Tulsa when he was too busy in the weeds and not watching what was happening so yeah. I think that he's at a good place where he can delegate and trust that his supporting staff is doing their job makes sense definitely makes sense he definitely gets talent in there that's for sure um you know one of the top programs definitely a recent past in present um so it's, it's going to be a big big game uh Every, especially everybody's here everybody here is gonna go crazy um oh i got a question for you it's like really not like a personal question but like how are your interactions with the notre dame media i tried to get like a million people from the notre dame media on and nobody like wants to respond to me like i, I guess i gotta step it up but um like are they just like not like sociable or something like that <laughs> they take themselves very seriously <laughs> like, i don't know i feel like because I was in the press box for years and I kind of feel like 
I'm not as fancy, which, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. I write for a blog, but yeah. I'm also a four-time published author. It's not like, you know, I'm a smart girl. I went to Notre Dame. Okay? <laughs> yeah. like, but, you know, I still feel like, you know, if, if you're not, if you don't write for some fancy publication, you're not taken seriously. Yeah. It's okay. You know, yeah. I enjoy what I do and I don't care whether people take it seriously or not. Yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> I was like, I was wondering that too. I was like, man, I'm like every other, every other school that I've reached out to people, like I normally have multiple people reaching back, back to me and I have to like pick whoever I reached out to first or whatnot. I'm like, Hey, like Notre, I did Indiana, who's definitely not as big as Notre Dame when it counts, but it's still a, a big school. I mean, it's in a big time um, conference. Yeah. Been solid. I mean, I literally reached out to a couple people and I'm like, you know, they, they at least said, Hey, I can do it or I can't. And then like with Notre Dame, I reached out to like a million people. I was like, Oh, Lisa, I'm calling I'm Lisa up. I'm like, see, I'm always see she, good. You I'm, hit her up. I'm, like, I got you. I'm like, I'm gonna hit her up. So I was like, hopefully she doesn't Hollywood me. <laughs> no, nah, but uh no. But I was like, man, I nobody even tell me no. And I call my dad, I go, one of my competitors from the Big East contest is having me on a show. And he's like, All right, it all comes full circle. Yep. 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 I was like, that's pretty cool. But uh you, I know you do a lot of stuff, so that, that's pretty dope. But I just was like, man, my friend, he was telling me the same things. Like, man, they take themselves super serious. But everywhere else, like, I normally can grab them. Like, it doesn't matter. But Notre Dame, man, they were like, they didn't want to mess with me. I got to get, like, uh, ESPN backing me or something soon. But uh, right. <laughs> for, them to, for them to take me serious. But, uh, but, like, you've done, like, just besides, like, what you do now, like, you do a lot of stuff. Like, I've noticed that you do, you cover a lot of the past so like how cool is it to like touch base with a lot of the like former Notre, you know, Notre Dame players and alumni because uh, I see I see a lot of pictures you know where you're taking pictures with Jerome Bettis or you know I feel like I've seen pictures where you might have been taking a picture I think it was Ricky what was, what was the other running back Brooks was it Ricky Brooks or Jeff Jane. Reggie Brooks. Reggie yeah. Brooks. Yep. I think I seen a picture of yeah. Reggie Brooks. Like that's from my childhood. So it was like crazy. Um, so so tell me about that. Like, how do you like you are at a lot of events and stuff like that? So how cool is that? Like, how do you manage that? And then how are you? I, I see like you're very receptive. Like, how cool is that to be like, I went here, now I can, you know, get XYZ player to say they like this or like that. Like, how how cool is that? been amazing like I still have to pinch myself when I look at the people that I can call friends now you know <laughs> I graduated in 93 so like Rick Meyer and Reggie Brooks and Rocket and you know yeah. a lot of those guys were my classmates so yeah. I've known them for a long time yeah but um so the the biggest fan contest kind of leapt me into my next journey and so after I won the contest I had reached out to one of my former classmates and he was a tight end he played for the Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs and I said hey I want to start a feature on my blog kind of a where are they now and yeah. so the premise of it was hey let's sit down and talk about how did you get to Notre Dame what was your experience like and where did your life go after sports? And so um, Oscar McBride was my first interview and his story had like two or 3,000 hits on my blog and I was excited. And then yeah. 
Rick Meyer was the next story and it had 10,000 page views. And so really fast, I was like, whoa, I, I think I got something. So yeah. between May of 2012 and January of 2013, I interviewed 32 football players. And so it was just kind of like every time I'd interview someone, I'd be like, hey, if, if this was a good experience, like, can you introduce me to somebody else? And so, you know, next thing I know, I'm interviewing Tony Rice and nice. Brown oh, and wow. John Heward. And it was like, I, I don't know what just happened. And then <laughs> one of the guys was an author. And so he said, hey, why don't you turn this into a book? And I'm like, I don't know anything about writing a book. And so he was like, well, I'll coach you. So he was my writing coach. And we wrote the book together. And so the first book came out in 2013. There was 25 football players in the first book. The okay. second book came out in 2016. It has 30 football players. The third book came out in 2019. And that one I kind of diversified. So it's football and basketball and baseball and okay. hockey and golf. And I got women's sports in there. And then during the pandemic, um, one of the guys was like, oh, I think you should write a Notre Dame cookbook. He said the last Notre Dame cookbook was like 1996 or something. And I'm like, all right. And so that's what we did. I got 50 Notre Dame football players. Well, 44 football players, two coaches, two leprechauns, and two student managers. And they all gave me their favorite recipes. And so... My husband and I cooked all the food during the pandemic, and I did all the photography, and we wrote a cookbook. So, oh, that's sweet. I mean, if you would have asked me when we were in the contest if I ever thought about writing a book, the answer would have been no. <laughs> <laughs> so to like think that in 10 years I've written four books is kind of mind-blowing. And then I did some sideline reporting, and then... You know, I was representing one foot down in the press box, and then I was a photographer for like four years on the sideline. So all of these doors have opened for me, and like you know, I just sit down. You know, we're at a tailgate with Reggie Brooks and the Rocket, and they're telling stories, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I got here, but this is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's legit. That's so that's so tight. Like I've seen a few pictures. I'm like, man, that's sweet. Like uh pop up on my timeline. I'm like, man, that's super sweet. Like I'm always about seeing other people's successes and stuff. But I know like I did, you know, especially from us being in that contest, like where everybody's gone. Some people have done different things. Some people probably don't even do it anymore. But um I thought that was pretty cool that you still like got your foot into like you know from pretty much from that contest you know what I mean like then yeah. uh, you know might be a little bit different but still like it's you know something that's uh materialized well for you so I, I was always like proud from the sideline every time I see it like that's ah, sweet so um, I appreciate it it's no, been a fun ride for sure no, no problem no problem but yeah this this has been pretty sweet so yeah you, you beat my butt 10 years ago hopefully <laughs> Bearcats can win no Saturday <laughs> but right? but uh All yeah I say is, man, the best team 
team win, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all good. But I definitely, I definitely, I mean, it's just, it's so on my side of it. It's, it's, I mean, everybody goes to the Big 12, so stuff is going to change for them, of course. But right now, as they're like the little brother, per se, even though they're getting top tier talent now, like the last four years. So it's like their team is just as good as any power five team for the most part, besides like maybe the top, super top tier. But um, the Big 12 would change anything, but change pretty much a lot. But with them still being a G5 in the, in the AAC, um, which is a made up conference per se, right? And if they could beat Notre Dame, it'll be huge, you know, from being in a Big East contest and freaking going to to the abyss of college sports for a second. Like you didn't know where we were go. Like, what the American? What is that? You know, but um oh, I know. But it's worked out decently for for us, you know. But they could beat Notre Dame. They'll have a legit chance. It's just if they don't beat Notre Dame, then because they're in the AAC, they'll get discounted even for, you know, they if they go 11 and 1 and beat everybody else by 21 points, they won't get any respect. They'll still be like, oh, Cincinnati's good for a G5 school besides them being, hey, Cincinnati's good, you know. And then Notre Dame's name just holds so much weight, even on a down year, that the game will mean something. But with them still even not playing as great, they're, you know, they're still a top 10 team. Everybody knows they're legit, even though this might be like a year that was supposed to be like the transition year for them possibly. But um, I just think they're, you know, if you see can get the win, it'll be huge, 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 huge. But for sure. Yeah. But uh, do you and have I have any predictions? I have one other connection with you because my son ended up going to the University of Dayton. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Spent wow. a lot of time in the Dayton, Cincinnati area. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice. And um, did you, you worked with my person that pretty much was like my mentor. I heard, you, do you know Dave Burke? I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I rode with him with Scout for a while before Scout got purchased by uh two four seven, and that's what kind of like yep. pushed me to like starting like I, after the contest. I forgot what I did for a while. I kind of just I wrote stuff on my site just randomly, and then I start writing for like bigger sites or just asking anybody to let me write for their site to have a little bit more notor you know notoriety, and then. I wrote for I forgot what site it was. A dude that was like a AAC guy. So then I was writing for him, but then like Dave found me and I wrote with him for like two years. And after that, I started just doing my own thing. But now I feel like I've pod. known him since like 2006. Like I've known him for forever. Yeah. Because my friend Jeff worked for Scout and that's how I met Dave. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. It's crazy. Small world. Like, you know, even though like people live like states away, like internet and stuff makes the world combine like so easily effortlessly per se but yeah he uh he's a good dude like he showed me a lot and part of the reason why i'm starting this podcast today like i remember i was on used to be on his all the time and i just started learning stuff and then had some friends that taught me some stuff and i finally gave it a shot like when covid made me sit my butt down i'm so busy um just because of the kids and family stuff all the time that i'm just like you know what i need to do it so now i'm doing it and people these cuss me out or say they like it or don't like it which is cool but uh, <laughs> but it was something i had to do so i finally did it so um but yeah do you do you want to make a prediction or are you are you staying away from predictions today Ooh, i think it's gonna be close um i don't think it's gonna be a blowout either way so i don't know that i'm ready to put a number on it okay. but, <laughs> you know i'll take notre dame but 
you know, maybe by maybe by three. I mean, okay. I think it's going to be really tight. <laughs> yep. So you're you're um so you're you're having Notre Dame cover. You know they're the underdog. So um this week. I know. I know. All right. <laughs> So you must be going to go to the casino and put place this bed. Well, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm, I can't wait. Are you going to be there? Tomorrow night. Yeah, so my no. dad, I didn't have tickets for the game. My dad was supposed to go. Okay. Um, and I'm, unfortunately, my dad got sick last week. And oh, man, sorry so, to hear that. I know. He's, he's a troublemaker. He's like, <laughs> the man is sick and he, I can't keep him still. I'm like, he needs rest. <laughs> so he's like well so my dad is also an alum he's class of 65 okay and so he said well just because i can't go doesn't mean you shouldn't go and i was like well i was literally up there for purdue and wisconsin oh, nice. home for like three days a turn around and i'm back headed back up again so nice I'm, nice i'm like i'm going so nice. he was like you have to go and I can live vicariously through you and I'm like oh twist my arm yeah you know, right? like, <laughs> this could be the biggest game of the whole season so yeah I need right there. yep yep so I, I'll be there too I'm, I'm I'm driving up probably I'm debating on either coming sat Friday night or Saturday morning so I'm gonna cover it cool well let me know you can come to our tailgate all right cool sounds like a plan sounds like a plan I'll try to find it because oh, they haven't given us the parking stuff yet, so I'll they, they send it to us tomorrow, so then I'll know kind of where to where I'm going to be at and kind of where I need to go. So, because my first time, so I'll be like wandering. Where we're gonna be? Yep. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I'm going. I'm coming up. <laughs> sounds legit. Yeah, I'm excited. It's like it's like Fort Knox up there, man. I only could get I only can get myself into the game and a photog and a photographer. So normally I can get a couple people in, but it was it's tight it's tight in Notre Dame. So oh yeah, they only <laughs> let two people in. So yeah. uh, we're always flipping coins to see who gets to go in. Yeah, it's like dang, this is tough. I figured I knew how long they took to reply. I'm like, oh, it's it's gonna take a while. It's gonna be a little different, but. uh I was like, man, Ohio State wasn't that, wasn't that. They, I mean, maybe like more, maybe more space, possibly. Who knows? But they're like, could be. I know. I've already circled. We open next season at Ohio State, and I've never been to the shoe. So go. I can't wait to go. Go. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. And we play BYU in Vegas. I mean, you might want to do that too. You gotta yeah, go to both. So. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go to both. BYU in Vegas, yeah, for sure. Ohio State yeah. at the shoe, you gotta go. The shoe is, I mean, because it's like 105. They just redid, like, especially if you can cover, I would try to cover it if you could. It depends on how you want to experience it too. Because they tailgate real well up there. They yeah. Tailgate I know real my well. first time to Michigan was covering the game and it I was doing photography and it yeah. poured down rain. Uh, and it was my birthday and we lost. Oh dang. Was like, oh, that's rough. Like I don't, I don't ever need to go back there ever again. <laughs> ever again. That's rough. All right. One and done. And yeah. I will say one more side plug. My daughter's a senior at Arkansas, and I think Arkansas is going to do it. They got Georgia in Athens, and their coach was the offensive coordinator at Georgia. So if anyone can beat them, it's him. So, then they could pull it off. Uh-huh. They did look pretty good this weekend. I can't lie. Well, my daughter called and she's like, Mom, like Notre Dame is eight or 
Arkansas is eight and Notre Dame is nine. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would have thought that. Nobody would have thought that. I look at the other poll. I go, yeah, but in the other poll, we're seven and you're 11. So yeah. I'm like, eh, we'll just cut, say it's a split, right? I know, right? Yeah, everybody high. goes to the coaches, right? <laughs> <laughs> AP is king right now, as long as we're higher in AP. But uh, <laughs> I know she's like, "Can you just let me enjoy this? This yep. will never happen ever again." And then, like, I go, "So what happens if Notre Dame and Arkansas end up in a bowl game together?" And she was like, "Speechless." She's like, uh. "That would be crazy. It's possible. You never know. You never know. Anything is possible." I yeah, know. It's true. So, like, just let so everybody. We, oh, go ahead. I'm gonna say we got robbed last year because. Uh, the home opener at Notre Dame was supposed to be Arkansas Notre Dame. So uh, I feel like maybe the universe is going to give us the game back this year. They, they so might. I would take it. <laughs> nice, nice. So let everybody know like where they can find your work, where they can find your books, um, everything. Where they, If they want to check out Lisa Kelly and what she's got going on on the Notre Dame side of things. And if you want to plug any personal stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So my personal Twitter is Four Leaf Clover Girl. So it's the number four Leaf Clover Girl. And then my book Twitter is Echoes from ND. And then if you want to check out my books, it's the Echoes from Notre Dame book series. And the website is Echoes from Notre Dame books.com. And that's where I'm at. All right. Well, everybody, Bearcat Nation, make sure y'all check out Lisa Kelly. She is a nice young lady, and she gave us her time. Um, I mean, she. I mean, if you want to learn some about stuff stuff about Notre Dame history, she's your lady. Um, I mean, she's plugged in with all of the alumni. I mean, she's the person. So check them out, and she you know knows about the current team as well. But you know, Notre Dame's history is rich, and you know Kelly is Miss Kelly is the person you want to you know reach out to for sure. Check her books out. Um, I'm greatly appreciative you of your time. Out, yeah, if you check out the story that I wrote today, Notre Dame and Cincinnati played one other time in 1900. Yeah, no, no, I, <laughs> I know that's crazy. It's only the second time they're going to play. And it's, they're both two top 10 teams this year, which is pretty dope. I was shocked at how much I found about a game that happened so long ago. It was like, it was I'm going to read that. information out on the internet. Yeah, check it out. I'm going to have to read that just because. Just because. That's like super history lesson right there. <laughs> I know. I was like 1900. How about that? I know, right? Everybody, when they said that, like at, our, at the presser this weekend, this week, I was like, you know, they played 1900. That's the only time they played. I was like, it's crazy. But yeah, that's. Yeah, you'll that's, have to look at the schedule that Cincinnati played in 1900. You'll. You'll get a kick out of that. Really <laughs> nice. I'm gonna have to do some more research. I have to check that out. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read it after we get done with the pod. I'm gonna check it out tonight. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you a view. Awesome. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I'm gonna give you a view for sure. And I might even. I think I'll. Yeah, I'll share it. I'll share it too. Why not? Give somebody something awesome. to read. Look, look out. Look out for my guests. But <laughs> but Lisa, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, Bearcat Nation, make sure you check it out. Check out Lisa. Um, she's on One Foot Down um, website on um, on the SB Nation. And 
um, you know, make sure you check out her books. She gave all the information and uh, make sure you share and like the podcast. So I'm JT Smith and I'm signing out.